Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you will see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Drive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure as always to have you here listening. Welcome back. Thank you if you're an OG listener or if you're someone new tuning in for the first time or two. I just love, love, love to connect via this podcast. And although it's only audio, I do have some ideas for ways to connect more so virtually hopefully someday in person, uh, but for now, this will do. I just love how this podcast has allowed me to really step into who I am, to really share my authentic truth and to get vulnerable behind the mic, knowing that there's just so much power to be had in words. And I was reminiscing and thinking, pondering this <laughs> the other day because I actually got a very neat opportunity that I'll say it, like, I'm proud of. This is something that I have been wanting to do for, I don't know, a year or two now, I guess. (laughs) Not that long. But I always dreamt of it. And I thought it would take a lot more effort on my end. I thought it would take a lot more time. But alas, it happened and took me completely by surprise. But a big part of it is just because of me sharing, me being able to share so openly and vulnerably through here and Instagram. And that is how Healthline, one of the most prominent major health publications in the United States, reached out to me, little old Emily Feichels, <laughs> and asked if I would contribute for Hepatitis C Awareness Week month uh, for not only their site, Healthline, but their sister site, Greatest, and to then be a guest editor on their Facebook support group. And A, I mean, I've always wanted to write an article, collaborate with a publicist like that. B, it means so much to me that it's about hep C because that is something that I still struggle with, like, how much do I share? Do people really care about it that much? Um, But it did play a big part in my story, my journey, and so I'm so happy I got to share it. And so that's what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, I just wanted to really make a mark for this moment and I think it's an important topic to discuss as well. I've touched on it here and there before on the podcast but there's always a new perspective to be had and I thought it'd be neat if I could actually read the article that I wrote for Healthline on here so that way if you're not able to read it you can at least listen if you're interested. And what I want to preface this with is that this is my own experience. This is my own journey, right? Like there will be moments in it of you're like, how does this relate, blah, blah, blah. But overall, what I want to get across from it is that this is for anyone that has ever, A, been diagnosed with a frightening, life-changing, chronic condition that leaves you feeling scared and confused, frustrated, maybe even ashamed. This is for anyone that has someone in your life experiencing that so that you can understand a bit more from their perspective. And this is just for anyone who has felt, honestly, like this range of emotions, You don't have to be diagnosed with something. You could just have some sort of life event, some sort of major change, trauma, etc. happen that leads you to these feelings and emotions of fear and confusion, frustration, shame, and 
as I share in the article, you know, I'm sharing a bit about my story with hep C, but also how I worked through the mental and emotional side of the emotional turmoil that it really put me in. And this article is just (laughs) brushing the surface of how deep it could go, but I think it's at least a neat perspective to have. And so I'm going to share about it. And if you have questions, anything following up, like please reach out, let's connect. I would love to discuss this with you. And yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm really working to be okay with just sharing my story and my journey and not everyone will understand it and that's okay. But for those who do need it, um, I think it's important to do this. I know when I first got my diagnosis, I could not find a single Instagram account, like YouTube or anything um, to feel supported or so that I didn't feel like an alien from another world where, you know, I was all alone in this diagnosis. And once more, this could apply to so many factors in life. So this is for you. If you've ever felt that way, if you're currently feeling that way, or if you have someone in your life who may be feeling that way. So I will begin into my article and I may add a few little notes here and there, but otherwise this will be the condensed version that I got published for Healthline. At 19, I was diagnosed with chronic hepatitis C. It was one of those moments that makes you think there's no coming back from this. After all, how do you find peace with a diagnosis that could change your life forever? My story begins way back in 2008, when my mom was infected with hepatitis C from a malpracticing doctor using patient needles. She was already battling cancer at the time, and while the hep C took a toll on her body, she was able to catch it in time and receive treatment. What we didn't realize at the time was that at some point or another, I too had become infected. Whether it was in the moment of her own infection or years later, I knowingly came in contact with the remnants of her blood. Now this could be through a shared razor, earrings, tweezers, a toothbrush, anything like that. In that moment, whenever it happened, When I became infected, that's when it all began. When I was 16, I started to experience subtle health issues, of which my doctors labeled as stress. I didn't believe that to be the full reason, but who was I to argue with them? I kept going on with life, but as the months, then years progressed, so did my health struggles. They went from manageable to only semi-manageable if I took extreme measures with health, including a strict diet, exercise, and lots of rest. Cue the disordered eating. But nevertheless, by the time I was 18, things were getting extremely bad. I couldn't hold on to any weight. My hair, skin, and nails were brittle. My complexion was sickly pale with constant dark circles under my eyes and a sickly yellow hue. My gut started to be extremely sensitive to foods I'd always eaten. My body ached 24-7 with stiff joints. Each morning, I'd have a 10-15 to minute stretching routine, just so that I could feel like a semi-normal 18-year-old in my body. Amongst that, I struggled with insomnia and started falling asleep in class, then at work, and eventually a few times even while driving. Even worse, I'd been written off by so many doctors that I began to believe my symptoms were just from stress, and that I was overreacting. It was only after hitting rock bottom with both my physical and mental health that I finally started to believe that something was truly and majorly wrong. Eventually, through a dear friend of mine, Casey of the Mindful Hapa, and her husband, Andy, a dermatologist, I found my way to a liver specialist. The same liver specialist that actually worked with my mother. So that was quite interesting for me, to say the least. It was through him and multiple testing, multiple weeks of waiting, that I received the answer to my struggles. 
chronic hepatitis C. My test results came in at around 11 million. The normal range is below 15. This, amongst many other factors, were what told the doctors and myself that this condition was chronic. I'd been living with it for so long that my body could no longer fight it off, and the virus was constantly replicating time and time again, wreaking havoc on my immune system, my thyroid, my gut, raising inflammation levels, my mental health, emotional health, and overall, just being a true pain in the ass for my body. That part wasn't in the article, but I'm adding it in for y'all. <laughs> My diagnosis brought with it a sweeping feeling of shame and fear. To me, hep C was a stigmatized condition that held a lot of judgment with it. What would people think when they found out? Would they label me and judge me for something that was entirely not my fault? Would they suddenly question my morals and believe me to be someone I'm not? It was also a frightening diagnosis to receive with no clear-cut answer on how I got it or whether treatment would actually work or not. For all I knew, I could be living with this for the rest of my life as my body continued to struggle. Amongst this came fear of, would I be able to pursue a normal relationship? Would I be able to have children without passing this on? Would my liver eventually give out? Would I develop cancer? Would I go down this deep, dark spiral with my health and end up living just half the life of what I could have? These questions and emotions flooded my mind as I struggled to grasp the severity of the situation. Not only was my body physically wrecked by the hep C, I now had the mental and emotional weight of it too. In the weeks to follow the news, I struggled with these emotions until eventually a moment of clarity came. I realized that I was already letting this diagnosis define and control my life. I was letting the unknown and the stigma of it drag me down and make a not-so-great situation even worse for me. That moment of clarity became a spark of self-awareness. Suddenly, I craved nothing more than to find a sense of peace with my reality and do everything I could to make the best of it. I started to work through my feelings with the diagnosis one by one. For the fears I had, I set out to find answers or sources of reassurance. I let myself hope for the best as I started treatment and imagined how I would move through life whether it worked or not. Then for the shame, I decided to face it head on. I began sharing my story on Instagram, on this podcast, Let's Thrive, and what I found was that the more I shared, the more I accepted my situation. It was letting go of the shame so that it could no longer live inside me. And that's how I started to find peace with my diagnosis. So often we feel the need to cover up our wounds, our hurt, our weakness. And yet that's the last thing we should be doing. Keeping everything inside of us halts the healing process of any physical, mental, or emotional struggle. I fully believe that by being open and honest, both with ourselves and others, we can let it all out and truly start to heal, truly find that inner peace. What's beautiful about finding this inner peace, even in the midst of struggle, is that it sets you up for a better tomorrow. Once I found peace with my diagnosis, I was able to begin moving past the fear and the shame as I continued and then finished my treatment. I was content with the fact that I may or may not struggle with this chronic condition for the rest of my life because either way, I had accepted that this journey was out of my control completely and entirely. This inner work for peace made the news so much sweeter to then discover eight months later that I was hepatitis C free. The treatment had worked and I still had my inner peace. So no matter your situation, diagnosis, event, life in general, I hope you can have that clarity moment, that self-awareness, and begin the work towards peace. Life can feel very hard at times, but in the midst of it all, 
if you can find your inner peace, as cliche as that may sound, I think it truly does change a lot. And that's a wrap on the article. <laughs> uh, there's lots of little details, lots of little things I did keep out to keep it within their formatting and word count, but overall, I feel very good about it. Uh, it brought up a lot for me. <laughs> I definitely had some just like struggle moments, you know, just reminiscing on a lot of what happened and um, just really the turmoil and weight that I carried throughout this. And, you know, a few things that I didn't get to mention in there, but that really weighed on me were just unnecessary ways that I put myself through extra pain, turmoil, angst, etc. And that's just me trying to be like the strong, brave one, right? And I'm sure many of you can relate. And just, you know, to share my experience, it was just as simple as I literally did not tell anyone that I was getting these tests done and going to these doctors until I knew it was hepatitis C. Like my dad knew I was getting some sort of test done, but I just said it was like routine blood work. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, I'm like, oh, uh, it's chronic hep C. Yeah. You know, uh, that, going to doctor's appointments on my own, making these long drives, sitting in the waiting room, like trying to do it all on my own, trying to be the brave, the strong one. What did that do? That did nothing. That did diddly squat. We all have someone or multiple people that love and support us. And I think it takes, like in times like this, we have to be accepting of their love, their support, their help. Like we do not have to be the quote-unquote brave, strong force every single day, right? Like we all have our moments where we break down, we let loose. And then when these hard times come into our life, we don't let that happen. Granted, there are times when you do have to put on that strong face and keep on chugging along, but why do we put ourselves through unnecessary pain and turmoil and angst just to like put on a, a front, just to prove to ourselves or society or whoever that you know we're strong we're brave we can do this it's like fuck no let's soften a bit let's accept the support and the love and the help i wish i would have because i feel like even now i'm carrying so much emotional and mental baggage from that time i feel like i just scarred myself with some of the times that i just tried to put on the brave face when all i really wanted to do was break down and cry you know, when all I wanted was a friend there to support me, a warm hug at the end of the day. And this applies to so many things, right? Whether you're going through a health journey, whether it's something with work, relationships, life in general, transitions, change. I just want this to be an invitation to soften, you know, to really turn inward, to be open and reflective. That self-awareness piece, that inner peace. Like there's just so much that we can learn from these hard times, from these moments that feel hard. We can learn so much, but only if we're open, only if we're willing. And so I just hope that no matter what you're going through, no matter what someone in your life is going through, hopefully some part of this ramshackle episode resonates with you. I, you know, it did go in a lot of different ways, but nevertheless, I feel good about it. I feel like it will hit home with someone that really needs it and if it does know that I'm always here to chat you know if you need to tell your story I'm here to listen I'm actually working to find a way to 
just connect with more of you guys on that story part. I want you to be able to share your story with me. I want to be able to take that in and hear it for you and just be that that source of reflection. And so in the meantime, until I figure that shit out, feel free to hit me up in the DMs. You can send me an email, whatever works best. And let's just chat it out. You know, let me just be there to support you however you need it, no matter what's going on in life. And so with that said, I'm going to bring this episode to a close, but I just urge you, you know, if any of this resonated, the fear, the stigma, the confusion, the frustration, chronic illness, life transitions, the softening, finding inner peace, really take that piece that hit you most, journal on it, talk about it, just ponder, ponder with it, on it, whichever word you do there, (laughs) and just see where you go with it. And with that said, I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.